This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. I forgot how incredibly painful and frightening adventuring can be. Battle ravaged and barely alive. We have to get to safety and rest. The heroes face an agonizing moral dilemma. My friend, we have an opportunity here. The slave pen is unguarded. Yes, we can't get them out. We can't get them all out. How can we leave them? With little time to decide. Well, also, you know, with these bodies here, they're going to know someone's in here. So defenses are going up as of tomorrow. And innocent lives at risk. Perhaps we could get just a few. Perhaps just a few. They must act swiftly. I just cannot believe we will allow this moment to pass by. Or else. What are you going to do? That night patrol might be coming around. We got to go. We got to go. The adventure continues. Now. What is going on, GCP Nation? It's your old buddy, Troy LaValle, DJ Jazzy Troy, and the Fresh Prince. Well, the Fresh Prince couldn't make it today, so it's just your old buddy, Troy, coming to you with another exciting episode of the Glass Cannon Podcast. But let's be honest, the big news this week is what is going on with the Glass Cannon Network. Yeah, we got another episode coming up for you. Yeah, it's juicy. It's delicious. There's a lot of fallout from last week's episode, but can we talk about this week? If you are listening to this episode on or around the day that it came out, oh oh, oh, man, have we got a week for you. You got a new episode of the GCP today and then tomorrow, April 25th, 2018, we are releasing a brand new podcast. We're playing Starfinder, we're playing Dead Sons, and it's called Androids and Aliens. You need to go subscribe to that immediately when it releases, because this is a big deal for us. We're coming out with not one, not two, but three episodes on opening day, and I want you to download every single one of them. I want you to listen to those episodes, and then I want you to rate and review us on iTunes, if you use iTunes. If you don't use iTunes, you use Stitcher, then go review it on Stitcher. You use Podcast Addict, go review it on that. But especially iTunes, we need you to review it. And here's the thing. We ask people to review our shows all the time, but this is so, so important right at launch for you to download, rate, and review. I know it's a pain in the ass. It takes all of, what, three minutes? I don't want to do it either, but we really, really need your help. Why? Because if iTunes gets flooded with all these reviews and downloads, then we boop, 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 skyrocket to number one. How great would it be to have Glass Cannon Podcasts, Androids and Aliens, Cannon Fodder, all in the top ten on iTunes? That would be huge, and we can do it with your help. So if you like what you hear, and I think you will, I'm just saying, I think you will, then please Download those shows. Give them a listen. Rate and review, preferably on iTunes. Grab your friend's phone. Download it on your friend's phone, too. We really need all the help we can get to launch this show with a bang. Oh, what's that, Troy? There's more going on this week? Oh, yeah. We got cannon fodder. Monthly fodder is back this week as well. That's dropping on Thursday. And then Friday, you want more? You want more? I'll give you more. We got another episode of Ruins of Aslan. Ruins of Aslan, Raiders of the Lost Continent, Episode 7, dropping on Friday for all of our Patreon members at the $5 tier and up. I, I, this is just, you know what, this, this is crazy. It's just, it's just too much. I, I, I've got to pull something back. You know what, there will be, there will be no Episode 152. It's, it's, it's just too much. We're going to take a week off and we'll give you 152 like next week or the week after. I think that's more than fair. What's that? 
Well, we can't do that. We, we've never missed a week. So, so why start? All right. All right. You make a good point. All right. You know what? Just because I like you guys, we're going to give you a brand new episode of the GCP right now. Here is episode 152. Welcome back, everybody, to the Glass Cannon Podcast. This is a special episode this week because not only are we recording a new episode, but we got Skid back in the studio this week. <laughs> oh, hey. What Thanks a pleasure coming, this is going to be to participate in a real live podcast. <laughs> so excited all week thinking about it. Did you enjoy uh, the Seychelles? Was it a good I, trip? Oh, boy, it was just great. It was just great. I had a secret meeting with Eric Prince. It was just wonderful. <laughs> You're gonna have to warm up back into this again. You're out of I know. Practice. I don't remember. Like, what, yeah. what is Pembroke? Is he You're Italian? Like, wizard. I don't know. Yes, I'm an old, an wizard. old Italian wizard. Old Italian wizard. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are rough episodes. We just like, especially when we only do one hour sessions. It's like, well, that was that was fun. It's happened. <laughs> I know it's happened to me a couple. It's of times. It's happened to Skid twice. Has it ever happened to anybody else? The other Skid time I'm thinking is Nestor in the caves. Remember yeah. when he was bleeding out? I got like knocked out. Re- early on in the caves, mm-hmm. uh, and then there was the other time when I just popped the bow on the my, River Drake or whatever. The uh, well, no, the, that was that was the other time when I popped the string on yeah, my bow. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't yes. fight; like I was just trying to repair it for six rounds. Huge. Right. But this, like, I couldn't even talk. Like I was saying, like, all right, okay. yeah, you can't contribute at all. I can't contribute at all, just with my own personal witticisms. I'm trying to think. There's got to have been other times when you guys have been out of the fight, Baron. Baron, blind at the bottom of the lily pad pit. Oh, that was rough. I was pretty knocked out. I mean, I think I was mostly just, you know, I was already Tragic. blind. I was already blind yeah. the entire time. <laughs> I remember you arguing vehemently that by the sound of the dragonfly, you could make shots 50 feet into yeah, the air. because blind. Baron is part dolphin and has <laughs> echolocation, Joe. We got a, a great email recently from someone who just got to episode 50, and they were like so struck by the emotion of it like a lot of people are when they oh, hit 50 yeah, I saw that yeah. and he's, uh, I can't remember he or she said something to the effect like I just can't get the image out of my head of Baron blindly you know, faltering at the bottom of the pit as his friends die around him yeah yeah. so tragic powerful image yeah, yeah very very powerful um, Matthew it's funny too we get so often we get emails for some reason we get emails all the time it's like I just listened to episode 49 I just want to say this is like I love this podcast <laughs> I was just <laughs> thinking that like <laughs> I recently saw an iTunes review that was like, finally decided. Sorry, it took me so long, oh, guys. That, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. finished episode yeah, 49. That, yeah. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> you have no idea, buddy. <laughs> it's true. That is so funny. Why wouldn't you just wait one more episode and be like, I'm 50 in. Uh, because Matt, those numbers are arbitrary. <laughs> there we go. Oh, boy. Well, wah, have, wah. have you ever been out of a, an episode completely? I'm trying to think. Besides uh, the ones you just leave and we don't. There was the one I just left. Right. But, uh, <laughs> episode three. It was an episode three? But four. Left. Four, yeah. Episode four. four. A peek behind the curtain for the listeners at home. <laughs> Troy is, a lo- is, you know, a, a person. I was going to say a lovely person. I don't right, know if right, I agree no, that far. Fair. Uh, but his skill with out times is, uh, leaves something to be desired. In the early days, I didn't I know this yet. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, he'll be like, oh, we'll, sure, we'll definitely be done by five. We'll be done by, we'll, have, we'll be done by like three. <laughs> Five runs around. I had to catch a train. Five fifteen runs around. It was still halfway through an episode. I'm like, I just gotta go. He <laughs> just silently crept out. Yeah. yeah. So, so, wow, Matthew was really quiet towards the end of that episode. No one ever knew. Uh, <laughs> and then I texted to find out what happened. Graham was like, "You died." Yeah. <laughs> 
Joe, you normally play three or four different characters, so has there ever been an episode where you have not been uh, present? Nope. All I do is talk, 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 Troy. <laughs> I just have a million characters to play and talk, talk, talk the whole time. <laughs> well, uh, I, I hope everyone can get involved in this episode because I, I'm curious what you want to do. I'm here to play with you. Um, you just <laughs> defeated what I can only assume was a CR-17 encounter. <laughs> <laughs> when you combine those flying creatures with the two frost giant guards. It's night. Flame strike didn't work. You've obviously put some poop on the altar. Um, the slave pen is now unguarded. Uh, it's it, your two, maybe even three combats in technically at this point where that was a double combat. What do you want to do? We have to get to safety and rest. Yeah, right. Pembroke is like on the ground. I think like he's like leaning against the stone pillar, uh, the the cliffside, and he's just like, I, uh, like, like he's gotten frozen, encased in ice for like a minute, and he has this giant burn scar across his stomach where his belt belt buckle <laughs> got burned him right in his muffin to- muffin top. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> I forgot how incredibly painful and frightening adventuring can be. We we must move quickly. We do, my friend. We have an opportunity here. The slave pen is unguarded. Yes, but we can't get them out. We can't get them all out. How can we leave them? We must. We can't. We can't have a wagon train of of slaves leading them across the camp, even at this late hour. Ah, but my friend. Can you not teleport? I cannot teleport a few of them, yes. Perhaps we could get just a few. Perhaps just a few. How do you choose? We're taking some of you out, but (laughs) some of you may be tomorrow's meal. It's a very, very very difficult decision. (laughs) Troy, as this conversation is going on, I don't know if you've looked at my hand, but I have about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 D20s in my hand uh, uh, representing the uh, 12 different uh, strength checks I should get to break out of this ice that I'm still encased in. Right, 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 right. So you're just going to keep trying. <laughs> All right, so Any let's 20s see. in there? <laughs> oh, 20, there we go. Neon, neon green. green. You're out, buddy. <laughs> All right, thank you. Can I have my die back? And Baron goes, <laughs> and like hulks out at it. <laughs> We're not saving any slaves tonight, boys. <laughs> let's get some rest. Yeah, I can take three slaves. Oh, okay. So, so you um, can teleport three slaves. What even going in there and taking three might? Cause a ruckus among the others that could risk the whole plan. So, I, I agree. Let's. We got to get you all to safety. You're, you're banged up and hurt. I just cannot believe we will allow this moment to pass by. Well, listen. It's like that scene in Raiders of the Lost Stark when, when Indiana Jones he finds Marion in the in the tent, <laughs> and she says, Go "Rescue on. me!" And he says, "No. If I take you now, it will alert the rest of the camp." Looks. Like, I know where it is, Marion, and he's found the ark and everything. It's really cool. It's a great film. I recommend watching it. But what's what is the arc in this metaphor? Uh, the uh, div- uh, total victory. <laughs> total. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we're quite there yet. No, of course, and that is why we cannot. Ah. We cannot do this now. See, well done. That's See? a well placed argument. Thank you. Um, it's tough because Feyraz is the only one that's been there and seen. Yeah. what it's like. And the guards are dead, and there's no. They're like, we just murdered the guards, and I mean, 
I think it's really tough to just walk away. And Baron turns towards Feyraz and says, I saw inside of the camp as well. I was not as close as you were, but there is a wily creature that could be very dangerous to all of us inside of there. He moved like lightning. Or he could be a powerful ally. It could, but at this point, if we die on this mountain, no one's saving any of these slaves. I don't see any backup coming from behind us. Well, also, you know, with these bodies here, they're going to know someone's in here. So, uh, defenses are going up as of tomorrow. We should get to safety now. Should we conceal the bodies, take them away? Uh, I actually have an idea about that. Ooh, do tell. Please share on our podcast. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Would you like to share it with the whole group, Matthew? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Um, so he passes uh, a note to Skid. <laughs> <laughs> Try uh, to leave the room. Let me see that note. <laughs> I have softened earth and stone so we could... Try to we could get some assistance in burying them quickly. Mm. Uh, we I we could also stone shape them into the base of the statue. Oh, oh like they were cursed by the god, by wow. Thermir himself. I was just thinking we'd just like cover them up, but yeah, yeah sure. That's well, it. I would think that we wouldn't have very much time at all either way because that flame strike had to be visible to the entire camp. Yeah. So I don't even know if we have time to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think we got to move and just deal with the fact that they're going to know somebody's here. Uh, but, I mean, Lork, to the best of his ability, you want me to roll survival or something, we'll try to cover our tracks so they can't find where we went. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence of small... Sp- I mean, these things are loaded with bullets and arrows. I mean, there's going to be evidence of small folk, but at, at least if they can't find our camp... We burn the bodies. That would be the most important go. thing. Yeah, it doesn't look, uh, with the exception of the neck bite by Cat Benatar. It's not like a wild animal got out. It's pretty clear this was the Right. Work. I was thinking maybe they could think that the maybe we smear some of the uh, poo on the frost giant's <laughs> hands and so maybe they were defacing the, the area or something and then these creatures the fought them. The fire, the flame strike was like the god responding. Yeah, and these creatures that came out of the statue fought them and they fought to, you know, a draw basically where they all killed each other. So in this scenario... <laughs> Let me just get this right. The <laughs> guards of the slave pens were like, you know what? We're going to leave our position. Go rub poop on that statue no. of our god. And then the frost giant god gets angry and cats flame strike. <laughs> That's how angry he is. That'll hold up. That'll hold up. Stranger things have happened. Well, the... Worst case scenario, it's going to be super confusing. Right, right. <laughs> no matter what. So tell me where you want to go. If you're not going to attempt to do anything with the slaves and you you don't feel like you have time to do anything with the bodies, or, or you do, tell me what you want to do besides covering your tracks and where you but want to if, go. But what if they punish the slaves? That's my concern. What if, they're, what if they kill slaves specifically because of this? Maybe taking a few would help. Or maybe, torn. or perhaps that would give them cause to think that slaves were somehow responsible, and then they would punish the slaves. Aye, you're right. You're always right, Pembroke. The other thing is, I, we do have the bag of holding, and I, we, I suppose we could fit perhaps a couple more people in the bag and teleport with them. But that didn't make sense the last time we did it. Why would we do it again? <laughs> do you have invisibility? I do. Yes. Perhaps. You could use invisibility, teleport into the pens, wait until there were two or three people that were not being seen by others at the moment, and teleport them out. So maybe they Or he could just walk into the pen. 
Sure, sure. But, you know, but then the door <laughs> opens or, you know, he's not going to do a climb check. All, all I'm thinking is maybe there's an option to take people out without other people knowing that they left. Maybe thinking, oh, while we were sleeping, they took them away and they're torturing and killing them or whatever. They don't think they're gone and cause sort of a riot to be like, take me, take me. Yeah, but I Just don't know. One like, alternative is thought. there some kind of daily roll call or anything? Like, uh, is there any way for the giants to keep right. count? We don't have that intel. We don't. We know. didn't watch. Even though the guards are dead, enough. these guards are dead. I mean, is it? There's other shifts. I mean, I don't know. They need the slaves too. I mean, right. for food and stuff like that. They're not going to just wantonly mass murder all of them. Yeah, at the same time. And even and you know the slaves would know they were gone too. So and we'd be we'd be playing God to extent if they are eating them systematically and deciding who lives and who dies. And I don't want to go into the camp and say, all right, who among you is the most righteous? Who deserves to live the most out of you? Who, we can only get out a couple of you. Does not sound like. Women, fun. And, women and children first. Yes, yes. Is it feasible? Half quarter orc females first. <laughs> uh, is it feasible at all? Is there any world in which it's feasible to take some of these? No. I was just going to say utilizing the um, the helm that we have. Can anybody cast a large person? Yes. So utilizing the helm that we have to pose as a frost giant by using like taking some of their clothes or armor while we're here. But, I mean, also it would be a dead giveaway. Like the dead guy's clothes got stolen and then they show up again. Yeah. You well, know. in the um, hmm. bag of holding can hold up to 1,500 pounds and has 250 cubic feet of holding inside of it. I think we could fit the bodies of these uh, dead it's giants. 40 to, yeah, you, could fit, you could probably fit the bodies of the dead giants. There's 40 to 50 uh, slaves in the pen. Right. So. so I'm thinking about just covering up our tracks tonight. To Throw get the bodies here. of the giants in the bag of holding. Uh, and How are, the, are we going to lift the bodies of the giants into the bag of holding? Uh, have you ever seen a boa constrictor eat a rat, Joe? Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start by its ankle from this idea. <laughs> you guys figure it out, and if you say cool, I'm, I'm good. I mean, if all of us are shoving the body into the bag, I, I mean, 250 cubic feet. Yes, that's what Type Four bag of holdings description says. We've also been shoving five? stuff in there for at least four or five levels. Yeah, I would say it. It's borderline ridiculous, but I'll humor you for another minute. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that we could. <laughs> All right, they're pretty big. I, I'm trying to think like 250 cubic feet. I'm just thinking how much the size of these creatures. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 14 feet tall. There's I definitely enough. 250 cubic feet is plenty of room for these things. Is it? But it's also still ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I think it would. It's like lifting a car. Like to, to, to even lift it on its side would be an incredible feat of strength in this party. So let's I, just burn them. It's a good thing. Hulk Hogan's just around the corner, brother. <laughs> Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, be a good American. <laughs> Bag your frost giants, <laughs> brother. So let's just let's just burn let's just burn them and hope they be, they hope they frost they, giants are among the larger giants with males really? standing fifteen feet tall and weighing roughly twenty eight hundred pounds. Yeah, see, I, they're uh, too big. Yeah, yeah. We're not them. Oh, that's more than well that 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 solves it, Troy. Leave that discussion in. <laughs> yeah, they, they can't fit in there. Burn them. Why? Why? I, I don't I don't really know why. Just leave so the, the, the bullet holes are more concealed and it looks like they were killed in the flame strike. Reduce person on them. Boom. In the back. Permanent. Oh. oh. Teleport, get out of there, pop them out. Personally. That doesn't matter. Doesn't we'll matter. lose this plan. No one likes it. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think we have reduced person prepared. All right. If we did, reduced person teleport is a great idea. That would work. Leave the bodies, hide the bodies, do something the bodies. What are you going to do? That night patrol might be coming around. We got to go. We got to go. We got to get out of here. We got to get back to our cops of trees and and camp out. Is it ludicrous that there's 30 feet of them laying on this ground? Is it ludicrous to try to cover them with snow just for the night patrol? Uh, it's just not to be like Chris. Um, just so the night patrol doesn't see. Even that is a ton of work. It is. You know, it just is. just shoveling a driveway takes like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And this is these are giant. This is like bearing an elephant. I think that we need to get out of here. Cover at least our tracks to the camp. They're going to know that somebody's here. The, ge- well, the we jig can is teleport up. out of here. Yeah. So the jig is up. But yeah. like, as long as they don't know where we are, we're in a part of camp that they're not going to be searching. No, they wouldn't. We're outside. There's nothing of to the lead them. Of the camp, really. Yeah. There's nothing to lead them physically directly to us at all, except yeah. for the flame strike. No, no. I mean, it would lead them here, but not to our camp. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so, get out. Let's. T- yeah. Are you going to go to the cops of trees? Are you going to go to one of the buildings you've cleared? Or are you going to go back down the mountain? Hmm. I haven't been down there in a few days. If we go back down the mountain, that's like a full reset. Um, do we need to do that? I, I don't think we do. But I'll I would see. also like to be here because I would like to observe yeah. everything that happens when too. they find these bodies. Who does what? You know what I mean? What, what do they do with the bodies? Where do they take them? Do you have Is enough light crypt? bubble there... to keep people overnight? Because last night you were in the brewery. Uh, well, the light bubble still needs to be on in the brewery, too. For altitude. Sure. I I have used I have, according to my sheet here I've used up both my prepared life bubbles I don't know if that's actually accurate though let's go to the bottom of the mountain not the brewery was warm we determined because it was warmer yeah a place where you heat things mm-hmm. oh I understand what you're saying it's so the so the endure elements um, but life bubbling contains endure elements but I have endure elements so that I haven't that prepared so yeah we, and Lork we, we has it, it the night. all the time as a as a feet so like so you pretty much a, would all wake up with altitude sickness. No, but you would be okay with the cold damage. We... Oh, man. This is tough. So maybe we no, need to go down the mountain. I think we're good. Or maybe we teleport to the forge. We could do I that. do some work. Well, but the thing is, so we'd have to leave someone behind because I can only take... Lork will volunteer to do that, to, like, okay. just keep scouting the area. He can always stealth away if something goes down. Yeah, I, I, craft, I would volunteer, but I have one of the craft skills, so... Or craft feats. Yeah. Actually, I kind of like that idea. Yeah, we could do that. Do you have enough stuff that you want to work on there? Well, we have the helm. I don't know if... Yeah, we have the helm, which we, would probably be a good idea to do. I mean, the helm, if you wear it, it gives you the ability to, like, negate a crit. Or, uh, right? Reroll one crit a day. Yeah, re-roll a... Lower. Yeah. Detect magic on the giants. Baron's going to do this. Anything magical on them? Um... That's a good question because if they happen to have a plus one great axe, yeah, it'd be good to resize. Yeah, we could resize That's that. What I'm just thinking. Yeah. Uh, no, not, nothing magical. Okay. No headband of inspired wisdom. No. No. <laughs> Was there a belt of physical perfection on one of them? No. Uh, oddly enough, no. There wasn't. <laughs> do they wait? Do they both have bracers of strength, or only one of them has bracers? Only of strength? one. Actually, none of them have bracers. He <laughs> <laughs> almost said only one of them. <laughs> um, that, but they did have a, a very strange weapon on their back. Uh, roll a knowledge local. Absolutely. Seventeen. It's a weapon known as a man catcher. Ooh. Oh, oh there she comes. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, boy, she'll eat you up. You know, it, it, can, it can do a lot of damage if you need to, but it's mainly used to like just grab grab someone and move them around. So, so probably that's what they use in the pen. Do that yeah. with the slaves. Yeah, Runaway slave, just grab it, 
pull it back. Um, so I had that on their back. I think we should take that and resize it based on the intel we got about that little guy that ran away. In case we need to catch him later. I just don't understand why your gut is that this guy's an enemy. Like I, I thought, don't know what his deal is. I thought from the way you described it that could, he's he's a good guy. Could be either way. I think he could be an ally. What certainly could. Uh, What's the most confusing thing we can do with these bodies? Uh, you know, I'm not creative, Matthew. <laughs> You're the creative one. Come up make with something it, creative. Make it look like they were kissing mm. and they got killed <laughs> while they were kissing. <laughs> ben and one over the other, other one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a murder suicide. Yeah, yeah. They were happened upon. These lovers were happened upon by some oh, fiend. Can we get a bench press so we can make it look like the end of American Beauty as much as possible? <laughs> Where one of the giants walked in on the other one. And we could teleport it in the pen, grab two slaves, teleport them out, kill both of them, and leave them by the bodies. And they'll think it was just a runaway slave fight. And then we're in the clear. That's right. That's the rip main Perfect. important thing is to cover our tracks. <laughs> More than anything, um, any other moral concern. <laughs> I think uh, we just get out of here. I mean, look, really, let's get back in. And I can't take, like, I could, the only, there are, f- I could take three people with me if I teleport. There are four of us, including Cat Benatar. Although I, if, depending on what we say, we could put her in the bag if she's cool with that. Oh, if, yeah, if we're going all the way down the mountain. Yeah. yeah. Or to the forge or whatever. The forge. Oh, the forge. Right, right, right. Yeah. We're just, um, and we ju- to be clear, we'd just be going to the forge to do the helmet, right? Like, we have anything yeah. else giant size? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, have you stocked up enough giant stuff that it's worth making that trip? We don't really have much giant size stuff. I mean, if we're going to be using the spell at all, it doesn't matter how f- far we go. I mean, it's. Right. You know, you so the do base of the mountain thing. Is, base of the mountain is the same as the forge, like as far as we're concerned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it, so. if, you, if you had one thing that was worth doing, it's just it's just you know, we should, we should de- yeah. instead of sla- saving slaves, we should definitely go w- make some cool stuff. Ras <laughs> 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 is a woman of the people. Yeah. No. I mean, I get it. I get it. I just think that it's I I go with Pembroke. Yeah, it's it's tricky. I think if the greater goal for the greater good, it might be better to now wait it, until we have a more is perfect there solution. Any more danger in teleporting further, or no? No. Okay. Uh, no. It's like anywhere within nine hundred miles, it's the same. As long as I'm familiar with the location, the target location. Nine hundred miles. Um, so, if you want, you can teleport to the forge. I would be fi- Lork would be fine with going solo with Cat and stealthing all the way out of camp at night and back down the mountain. You know what I mean? So, like, you don't yeah. have to... You could just go to the forge and Lork and Cat can go solo. Just, you know, be super careful. Dodge the patrol. There's nobody in the watchtowers. He knows the way back easily. Okay. The brewer's dead. and go right by the brewery, right by that first watchtower, and out. There's, there's nothing else there except a patrol. Grab a road soda. <laughs> Grab a roadie. <laughs> a poison roadie. Grab a poison roadie for the trip down the mountain. <laughs> um... And then you guys just teleport back, you know, in, in, in the morning. Are we going to teleport back to the base of the mountain, though? Base of the mountain. Okay. Yeah. That is the one thing, is if we teleported somewhere closer by in the morning, we could walk up back 
to the camp rather than me spending another teleport spore spell in, in the, the morning. next day. Right. Uh, so if they teleport true. to the forge, well, he has to camp there and then use the teleport wait, the next, the next day. day. No, you got two. You have two teleports, right? I do have two teleports. We, we so. could go to the forge, do our business at the forge, and then teleport back like to the hour. base of the mountain. You, probably, you probably beat Lork back. That's true. I don't know how long it takes, but yeah. We can oh, I mean, I also might need several days of rest being down 80-something hit points. And I'm super banged up, too. That's a good point, too. I think we need a, maybe a couple days. Yeah. But here's the other thing. Isn't the spike tent at the top right now? Yeah. We take, you took it with you, I'm sure. You yeah. pull it out of the ground, yeah. and it's I'm, done. I'm not going to make you go. No, say, I, I know. We I, left the tent. I understand <laughs> that, but what I'm saying is it might be worth it. You also have the broom, don't we? It might be worth it to for... It might be worth it for Lork to just stay up here. I don't know. I, it, because I, I want to observe all this stuff. I was like going back to your original idea to observe what happens in reaction to this. Might, it might be wise. And why don't we leave the broom with you? So if you have to get out, like you can just go over the side of the mountain. Yeah. I just don't think... Yeah, I don't think it's going to be too much of a concern. I mean, obviously the cold, but like... I think he can handle it. He has endurance. He has a cold weather outfit. I mean... Ugh. And if he has to get down, he can get down. He can sneak down. You know what? I'm a, I, and I can give you Endure Elements. I can give you the full 24 hours of Endure Elements. He's got it. So just to last you until we get back. I can't help you with the life bubble, but... Yeah. So you just assume you have altitude sickness at some point. Yeah, but the, uh, yeah, it's not going to matter if all I'm doing is observing. I mean, I guess it will a little bit. It affects your perception, maybe, and sense motive, but like... you just be fatigued. Right. Um, all right, so the plan is for Lork to stay up in that copse of trees overnight... Braving the cold, enduring elements from Feyraza. Just in braving the altitude. Braving the altitude. Uh, you'll be tired, but you're going to solo mission with Cat. Now, Cat, is she going to be able to endure the elements? Is she going to be able to withstand the altitude? Probably not. So she'll be fatigued and taking damage. <coughs> every I can split fail. the endure elements between them. Uh, I, I, you know, um, I have a plus fifteen to the fortitude save to avoid the cold. It doesn't um, hurt me at all to give you the spell. Okay. I have it prepared. So then give it all to Cat. I mean, most of it to Cat. You can split it up any way you like, or it has to be even. I mean, in hour increments. Hour. When do you plan on meeting back up, time-wise? It's night now. Tomorrow morning? Where? Well, no, I mean, just... Yeah, yeah. Back at the upper back tent. Back at the upper... Where we, where we camped with the tent. Yeah, in the Cops of Trees. So you guys craft overnight, uh, and then teleport back in the morning you're down one teleport spell but the idea is stay up there all day the day you come back still stay all day up there okay so that everybody's resting and you can regain teleport you know what i mean so rest uh, at the camp right okay yeah well no what i'm saying is you can rest at the uh cathedral teleport teleport and that whole day we're not gonna make any do any action Unless we see some amazing opportunity, but with how many hit points we're all down, yeah, we need to just do 24 hours of rest for everybody. You and Cat yeah. might be in rough shape. That's a long time to stay up there. I can wand, well, he, I can wand you a little bit. Well, he's enduring the elements mm-hmm. for 24 hours. Um, I have plus 15 to the save, so you're saying it goes up by two every hour? goes up by one every hour. Up by one every hour. Um, well, it's, if it's, it's non-lethal night. damage, and I heal that by resting. If you know what I mean? Night, so like, if it's night now, I can just give you each 12 hours of Endure Elements, and, I'll be back, and we'll be back in the morning, and I can cast Life Level. Yeah. It's, I think it's going to be fine. I, I think that we definitely have this... You know, when you're resting there, and you're, and you're, you know, you're in a cold-weather outfit, and you're a ranger, you can do it. You can, you can put up with it. Because just resting heals non-lethal damage. 
Not like bed rest, like just not doing anything heals non-lethal damage over okay. time. Uh, all right. All right, let's do all it. Right. Let's do it. Let's, uh, so Pembroke... <laughs> I love Presumably right we haven't giants. We haven't actually been having this conversation For the amount of time it's taken us To actually have right. this conversation <laughs> uh, So Pembroke's like gathers everybody together And it's just like now everyone please It's like hold, hold hands Tightly I haven't done this in several years I'm Grant actually holding actually. Matthew's hand <laughs> <laughs> He is, he is. And I was trying to Pembroke, uh, prepare my spells <laughs> and, uh, He looks at Lorik and he like nods at him He says, hey, Godspeed my friend See you at oh. dawn In your elements Oh and negate aroma <laughs> oh, perfect. oh awesome, brilliant and Trust poof, me, and just extended on cat. All right, so we'll do six it. hours lork, twelve it. hours of cat, and six hours lork, uh, eighteen hours of cat, and we teleport away. And I am going to do my percentile roll to see if oh, no. there is a mishap or not. Oh, I did forgot about. about that. So this is a very familiar location that we're coming on to. Forty-two. We're totally fine. Yeah, <laughs> on target. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, you can't have a mishap when you're very familiar. Uh, you can get no. if you rolled a hundred. It, it could be like a similar area, right? <laughs> so it could be like another cathedral. <laughs> yeah. uh, it could be that old, uh, the old stone one where the fire uh, things were. <laughs> oh, in the Menderhall's Valley, yeah. or the one in uh, oh, that town. What was it? Shinnaman's Fortune. <laughs> With that guy, <laughs> see oh, the no, preacher. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you guys would come back. The youth faster. Where he's end up next to Funfar's body. <laughs> oh, and it's instantaneous, right? Yes. So you just. <laughs> And you are back in the cathedral of Minderhall. Insane. I just shut off the wind. It's yeah. like, and you're inside the cathedral. It is eerily quiet inside. If you, if you look around, it looks like, like it's been stripped of everything. There's no candelabras. There's no you know, gothic paintings hanging there anymore. Everything has been taken away. If you walk up the aisle and look in the pews, there's no, there's no books, no holy texts, no weapons strewn about, none of the bodies from that epic battle that you all took part in. Huh. The forge is the only sound in the room fire licking up up into the air black smoke coming out of the uh, chimneys towards the top of the ceiling where the ceiling gets higher closer to the altar section of the sanctuary the doors to the cathedral leading out to Minderhall's Valley are closed you look up to the choir loft the curtain is drawn where you fought Ruddig Headstomper, I think, was his name. Can't even remember at this point. The door leading off to the Grog Hall is closed. The door leading back outside where Nestor first took a peek and saw Urthasser's speech is closed. And there was no one there. What do you do? Uh freak out a little uh so Pembroke goes I think we teleported pretty close to the forge so Pembroke takes a, a look around actually I'm gonna do a perception check just to make sure, sure that there's 20 
38. 31. Yeah, so I'm going to myself while this is happening. Pembroke, you just feel very uneasy, but you don't hear anything specifically. Um, Baron and Feraza, it's just too quiet. It's been a couple weeks now. You obviously made your statement before you left, dropping the head into the pits. But what happened here Where's since Farron? you left? Where's Farron? Yeah. Uh, well, Pembroke is still, he's still shivering from being encased in ice mere minutes ago. So he, with his cane, kind of makes his way over to the forge and just warms himself a little bit like, as he stands there trying to figure out what to do. Well, we can use, uh, can resize the one piece of equipment that we have. We can at least do that now. Let us get it done in case. Pembroke, would you indulge me before you strike upon the forge? Mm. And Baron cleans the snow, which is quickly melting out of his beard and mm. kind of shines up the rings, indicating his dedication to Toreg. And he reaches into his duster and pulls out hammer and tongs, the forging of metal and other good works. Classic. The holy book of Torag. It's a hell of a read if you need to go to bed. Eight ninety nine on Amazon. Yeah, it puts you to sleep, is that what you're telling us? Yeah. <laughs> and he, he looks... Are both of you going to be assisting in the forging or the resizing? Or just is who's who's the primary... I middle? can't remember how it works. I can't remember how it works either. You just need to strike it with Agrimash. Which lore cast? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Agamash? It's in the bag. In okay, the bag. well, we have Oh, no, wait. Is it? Did we leave it with Fern? Well, Will had it. Sir Will had it. So I'm sure I'm he sure did. He, 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 he didn't yeah, take it. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, all right, so pull it out of the bag. and. So can anyone do it? We don't need a craft skill? No, yeah, not for this. Oh, okay, so I'll pull out Agamash. The Ag- resizing is okay. magical on the forge. So Baron will reach into the bag and pull out Agamash, and we'll say, Aim high, plan well. And strike while the iron is hot, for unprepared metal shatters from a hammer's blow. In Torag's name we pray. And you just... Blow high, blow low. (laughs) Well, we will go. I actually know that one. The helm resizes to medium size. Still looks pretty impressive. It's medium size, but it has this weight to it and this... Uh, girth that it would sit atop your head and make you feel like a a regular sized human if you were to wear it. Even though it's medium sized, it would still fit Grant's actual skull. Well, I didn't That's say Grant. Thing. It's not that magic. It's not that big. Okay. <laughs> we can't even fit a GCP hat on. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's like on the one notch, and it never fits right because it's always falling off on the back. Um, well, I take it Pembroke like lifts it up, and he. With Baron's permission, he places it on his head like a royal crayon. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. It came back. Beautiful royal crayon. Wow. Do you place it on your own head or on Baron's, on, on Baron's head? It's like, it suits you somehow. There's something so odd about donning the helm of a giant. But now that it's been resized in Torag's name, it feels right somehow it feels like this is the beginning of the end for Skiergard. Oh. 
<laughs> you hear a voice behind you. It looks good on you, Barry. <gasps> oh, whoa! Attack! <laughs> Fireball! <laughs> uh, Pembroke whips around, and it's Farron. Oh. oh, she's standing there, coming out of the statue, uh, the secret door in the statue, and she's wearing uh, all white robes. She looks rather beautiful. My dear, it is good to see you again. What has transpired here since we've left? You wouldn't believe the things that have happened here. The gods have shined upon us, whether it be Minderhall, Torag, Hyomade, Shailin, Desna, all that you brought with you are alive in this cathedral. Would you walk with me? And she just walks towards the front of the cathedral, up that long aisle where you fought the two-headed troll, and where Rasmus has sacrificed where Rasmus has <laughs> died Forever. on the battlefield. Um, you see where the, the the two-headed troll was knighting those ogres for doing well in the pits. Yeah, I feel like I want to open roll twenty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, you're on roll twenty then. And she just walks towards the front of the cathedral. Do you guys follow? Sense motive. Yeah, that's a good idea. 15. 21. 21 for me, too. You have no reason to think she would deceive you. Uh, Pembroke kind of looks at the others like, I guess, and starts, winces and, as he limps down the aisle. He's still to, very badly hurt. Do we have to jog to keep <laughs> up with her? <laughs> she does move pretty fast with her long legs. Um, uh, Faraz is going to cast use the Pearl of Power and cast Cure Light Wounds on you. Pembroke. Oh, thank you. God. And I rolled a one. And Perfect. you rolled a one. So that's uh, ten points of damage. Ten points of healing. That's still pretty good. So you are casting this on him as you're walking up the aisle. Yeah. So, ah, where are you guys standing with each other? Close to Pembroke. Close to Pembroke. What's the order? Like Baron on the left, Pembroke in the middle, Dello on the right. Sure. Sure. My name is Faraza. And how dare you in, the, <laughs> in this place? In this, uh, yeah, yeah. How this spot. dare you? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, you seem real sorry. Whenever I come to the cathedral, I always think of Della. Scene of the crime. Uh, and as we're walking, Baron takes the helm off and places it back in the bag. Back in the bag. For now is not the time for it to be used. She uh, walks you up to the doors and pushes open the doors of the cathedral. Doors open out on Minderhall's Valley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Huge stone doors. Oh. <laughs> it's called Giant Door. <laughs> <laughs> and she walks down the steps, but you can see the valley is empty. <sighs> There's just, like, tents that are you know, abandoned. trampled over, abandoned. You know, you can see what used to be campfires all gone out. There's, you know, carcasses of both giants and animals laying around of probably fights that happened as people were... Vultures preparing. picking at them. Yeah, vultures picking, yeah, sure. I was, pic- like, I was picturing the vultures. Like a vulture coming down and like pulling on an eyeball of a giant <laughs> in the distance, trying to yank it out of its socket. I mean... Com- a feast com- for the crows? Complete, <laughs> yeah. complete emptiness. Wow. There are so few really good book four references. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> good, good job. You see, the the gods have watched over this place. 
whether it was your display in the fighting pits that let them know their leader had perished or something more divine they kept away sure some stormed towards the cathedral they wanted to see with their own eyes but I was not afraid I let them know that the power of Minderhall was at work and if they struck me down they would face the same fate as Orathash. Orthash was a man filled with hate. Great ego. But one thing he could do was stir up fervor among his followers. They believed in Minderhall. They believed in everything he represented and would have died for Minderhall. So knowing that Urathash perished, they knew it was their time to leave as well. This cathedral now belongs to all of us. And perhaps one day we could repopulate this valley with worshippers strong in their faith. We could build an entire civilization here cut straight through the mountain to lead to the great cities of the world and make this place better than what it was. But I'll need help. We are a long way from that. If one day when your travels end or if during your travels you find those fervent among you, those who believe in the power of the divine, send them to me, or you yourselves return to me, and we will build this cathedral as a beacon of hope in a dying world. Did Baron ever detect alignment on Farron? He might have. I mean, we're going back. Yeah. 30. Can he just episodes. refresh his epi- uh, his memory a little bit by sliding through detect alignment during her speech? Yeah. Uh, neutral-ish. Okay. Well. It would uh, certainly do this old man's heart good to see your dream come to fruition in my lifetime, although I fear I may not make it. It is... Now, though it is good to see the tide of evil stemmed here, it is still a haunted place, and I am ill at ease. Are you alone here now, tending the forge? Yes. Yes, I am protected by the gods. Have you heard any whispers of the murderer coin since we have departed? I have not. I've stared into the flames many times since you've left. I do not believe I have the powers yet that Atena had to see what she saw. Often I can only stand it for mere minutes before my eyes begin to burn. I do not know how she was able to look 
for as long as she did, and I fear if I look too long, I will lose my mind in the process. Hmm. But sometimes, sometimes I believe I am starting to see things. Perhaps with more practice, I will see more, though I do not know if I want to. The gods favor you. Do you think we will be safe if we stay here overnight? We are still badly injured. Yes, I believe you will be safe. The gods will protect us all. Farron, it's my belief in all my time traveling and seeing how giants live. The slag giants and the temple of Minderhall itself and its connection of creation, even though Minderhall may be the god of destruction, that it is the one binding tie that brings the little folk and the big folk of this world together. And I pray that you do not lose your mind peering into those flames because I see in you a leader, a leader of giants. And if they return again, I hope that you can lead them down a path of cooperation with the small folk of Galarian. Because I believe that could lead us into a new shining age. It is not an age I believe I will see, but if you are half as long lived as your predecessor at the forge, I believe you could usher in that era. But I thank you for your vote of confidence, Baron. I hope what you say is true. Please, make yourselves at home. As you know, our furnishings are sparse, but use the forge at your will, and my cathedral is your cathedral. The fire is uh, welcome. We have not been able to enjoy any warmth at all for quite some time. Is there, is she is she a divine spellcaster? Do we know? Um, no, at least not yet. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I think heels. she's like, yeah. you know, she's taking levels in cleric, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so she brings you in and, you know, gives you uh, some food um, if you're interested in eating it and, uh, you know, gives you a pillow and a, a sheet. <laughs> you can use the pews. The pews are wide enough to make, uh, they're stone, but, um, you know, you can, you can make yourselves comfortable. It's still better than anything you've been dealing with lately. Um, and while this is all uh, happening and you guys are getting settled, um, she comes over to Frey Raza and uh, when she catches you alone and she's like, uh, Frey Raza, I had said that I have been looking in the flames and not quite making out what I've been seeing. But I am certain that I saw you in the flames. You looked very distraught, as if everything you ever believed in was simply taken from you in a moment. Does this... Does this mean anything to you? In fact, it does. 
Long ago, I pledged my life in service of the chosen one of an old and ancient prophecy. One who would save this world from a great evil and restore balance to it. I discovered that not only had this designated chosen one been killed, but one of our companions had been the one to murder him. My entire life has been spent training to support and serve the Scion. And now he is gone. He has been gone. And I fear greatly for the world. You know, when I came here to Minderhall's Cathedral, I was pledging my services to Atena to learn everything I could from her. Maybe in the vainglorious hope of replacing her someday. And though I knew in my heart she was mad, I could not help but be attracted to her power. I wanted so badly to know about my ancestry, my slag giant heritage. Urthash looked favorably upon me as well, and now I know it was his hope to have me replace her as well, because they stood at odds. I did not look up to him. I feared him. But I felt his power as well. In a way, Etena, and perhaps even Urthash, were my chosen ones, my reason for living. They led me to all of you. They led me to my new calling, and now they are gone. I would say to you, this chosen one that you sought, who has passed, perhaps there is another and your story has yet to be told. Are you suggesting that one of us might serve as a replacement chosen one? This chosen one, the last descendant of an ancient and powerful bloodline, might be born again in one of our motley companions? Perhaps. But more importantly, your search for the Chosen One brought you here, and then you discovered that they were murdered. But you are here now for a reason. Perhaps you yourself are the true Chosen One. Oh. And Faraz is just like, was like, I appreciate your words, Farron, but that is ridiculous. I am but a servant. I have not I do not wield the power the chosen one would need to intercede for this world. Your comments are flattering, but I am but a humble and devout servant of Osiris. And she puts her gigantic hand on your shoulder and just smiles at you warmly. She's like, we are all servants. But sometimes servants must take on a great role 
in the fate of the world. Sleep well. Let me know if you need more pillows. (laughs) (laughs) You had such an awkward shoulder tap. It was just like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> He did actually tap the air with a big, meaty paw. Yeah. It's just like, ow, 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 2d6 non-lethal. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get a really pleasant night's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Literally in front of a giant fire. In front of the giant fire and take off super early. Yeah, and I can imagine Baron especially, like, just looking through the flames and you just see in the distance, like, flash of earth ash, bringing that hammer, boom, down on Della's chest. The sound of The sound of the cracking of her ribs as her chest just caved in on her heart. And you see the actual location where it happened. Picture Um, a tenna and the slag shards and earth, like, everything that went down. The dragon. Umlo, too. And Umlo. Sweet, sweet Umlo. And Baron, don't laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Baron's just rocking back and forth as he's kind of like ready to go to bed, and he's thinking again about the words that went through his head when he was confronted with the idea that Minderhall was the god of destruction in the way that that uh, Torag was the god of creation, and he remembers again and again and again. Torek himself struck at the ancient forge again and again to shape Galarian into the world it is today. And that although our hammers might not be as mighty or as powerful or imbued with the power of a god, we too can shape our path through this world. And he falls asleep. Pembroke puts his hand in like a bowl of warm water. (laughs) (laughs) Baron wakes up soaked. (laughs) <laughs> I did this when I was a schoolboy. <laughs> Puts whip, whipped cream on his hand. A canary <laughs> Pulls out a feather token. <laughs> Touches his nose. Puts whipped cream in his hand. Um, all right, so you guys spend the night there, and it is as restful as it can be. I mean, there it's it's a such a huge place. Um, how this is ever going to be outfitted to be a sanctuary for everyone. You know, because you, you know in Farron's mind, she thinks it's a place where giants and humans alike can come here to worship. I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. But it's, right now, it's an empty valley in the middle of nowhere. You know what it took you guys to get there. How are they going to get the rest of the world to come It's there? a tall order. Yeah. But you yeah. got to have goals. <laughs> that's what she believes in. And I mean... Hashtag life goals. That's... It, it's not impossible. It's certainly like it, it, it should give you an, a, a re. It should reignite your fire. Like we're doing something big here. Yeah, you know, I didn't. It's a giant goal in more sense than one, for sure. Yeah, and I don't really think of it that way. In terms of Lork, Lork doesn't really think of it that way. You know that it that the result of this would be a communion of giants and small folk, mm-hmm. making a better world. You know where you could have giants and humans. You know, in co- in cooperation, Imagine. she said. Yeah, Protestants um, and Catholics, <laughs> cats and dogs living together. <laughs> but imagine no, a, but in a, seriousness, a like true now, like Lork have. is on a path yeah. to kill all the giants. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's even though I mean he didn't have any kind of relationship with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. It's just interesting that he that he wasn't there and that 
these guys kind of get that perspective on what could be. And me as a player, I find that as a fascinating end to this story mm-hmm. where it's not just you wipe out all the giants, but where it's you find the ones that are willing to lead in a cooperative manner and you bring everybody together. I like it. So as we wake up, Baron says, we must bear these strange fruits again, but this time we will do so upon the blood of our enemies. And he finds a patch of dirt in the cathedral where Urathosh fell mm-hmm. and plants the slap, sapling rod. Ah. Douche. Waits an hour, kind of chats around with Pembroke and Faraz, and we're going to see how much fruit this bad boy grows. It's a stone floor, but I'll allow it. Yeah, sure. It's flavorful. <laughs> uh, four fruits. Four fruits. All right. So everyone gets one, and everyone gets to choose if it is a, a potion of cure moderate, basically, or restoration. It's good. Cure mods for me. Yeah. And you have to use it right up, or you 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. 24 hours. But okay. Nobody needs restoration right now, so you got four potions of cure mod. Is it 2d8, 3d8? What is it? Uh, it's 2d8. You can, yeah, I'm sorry, you're counting Lork in that? You're going to bring one back? Is yeah, I'm going to bring idea? one back. Cool. Who's Lork? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys get oh. your uh, you know, your con plus your level back plus this 2d8. Jesus. Um, Minimum. 2d8 plus 3, yep. 17 total. Five, five points. So Baron cast three of his cure lights, did that mod, and is now back up to 96 out of 110. Sounds great. Sounds for minutes. <laughs> I can, I can <laughs> cast my last cure light if someone needs it. Pam might need it. But don't we have a, a wand? We have a, I can do wanding to get it. But I can, I, can, I can do this. But I mean, it would just let me have a little bit more utility with protection from evil. and. Chill. I'm going to cast cure light on Pembroke. Okay, thank you. Uh, so that is fifteen points of da- fifteen points of healing. Oh, thank you. Uh, that's good. And then I'll use the pearl of power to re- re-prepare this. Spell. Sure, sure. And then I'll use an infernal healing on myself. Also, nice. So I'm back up to In full. The, you probably used that before I even planted the tree. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So it's all done now. Yep. All right. So meanwhile, back in Skiergard. Lork, you retire up to that copse of trees. You know, you're not cold, thanks to the endure elements, mm-hmm. but you're getting a little heady. Um, cause so he's got six hours, so like early in the morning, he'll have to start rolling, but it's plus 15. Yeah, so you're gonna be, you should be all right for a little while. Um, more importantly, you're watching. Probably about 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. After you get settled, a patrol of two of those creatures that Pembroke and Feyraza faced that came out of the silo, similar to those creatures, and two wolves roll up, night patrol, on the slave pen. You see them looking around. What? Why are the giants not here? They look in the pen. Seems like everyone's in there. So then uh, they send the wolves out. Within, you know, minutes, the wolves find the bodies of the two giants. The other creatures come over. It's all this. Blow a signal horn. Another patrol comes up. And it's just like they're trying to figure out what's going on. Any frost giants yet? Uh, No frost giants yet. There's all these, these creatures. Um... 
Can I roll a knowledge local to know what they are? Sure. Ten. Yeah. They're they're not they're they're large creatures, but they're not giants. <laughs> um, and you weren't at the silo, so you don't have a good good look at what these things are. Um. Eventually, frost giants do come out, and they're posted at the uh, in front of the slave pen. They start spreading out and checking out some of the buildings. You see them go over to the brewery. <laughs> they disappear into the brewery. And there's just like, now there's people coming in and out of the brewery. And so you know. They figured out what's going on there. Now they probably don't know that the beer has been peed in and <laughs> <laughs> poisoned a little bit. <laughs> um, but you know that the jig is up on the brewery as well. You feel pretty confident in that. And this goes no on more safe for house. a few hours. You see, tor- you know, you know, you're seeing torches in the distance. They're coming and looking. They're knocking on the doors of these other buildings, and people are going, "Oh, everything's fine in here. Oh, everything's fine in here." Frost giants doing most of that, or no? The other creatures are. So you think, "Oh, these other creatures must have dark vision." So they put okay. the frost giants in back in charge of the slave pens, but they've got these other creatures who have dark vision going around and. Is anyone going Checking into the out. slave pens? Anybody questioning slaves or uh, that you can see, that Lord can see? Um, at, at once the, the frost giants are set there, there's a little bit of a, a scuffle, kerfuffle, but at night you don't see anything like of note from okay. where you're standing. Next day comes. Rest up a little bit. Um, and you do see uh, a frost giant guard come up and talk to the two guards in front of the slave pen. And it's like yelling at them. And they open the gates and they give the frost giant like four or five slaves. And two of them are children. And they shackle them all together by their legs. And this frost giant just pulls them along deeper into the camp. For what purpose? Deeper where? We, we know the camp, like back by the tents or sure. like down to the, the big hole in the middle. It, they're going back. No, not towards the big hole. It looks like they're going towards the far, the, like the towards tier, the, you know, the uh, where the camps actually are. So they being the tents to the kitchen. Yeah, to the tents. Okay. <sighs> are they being sent to the kitchen? Are they being sent on something? You don't know. And that's all that really goes down. <sighs> God. Heartbreaking. <sighs> yeah. He's trying to steal himself. He keeps hearing Pembroke in his head, you know. And he, and he agrees, too. I mean, he has said it before as well. Um, I like to think that Lork, during his experience at some point, had giants take some black arrows, right? Imprison mm-hmm. them, keep them captive. Sure. And they had to wait until the right time. And even if they lost a couple guys, it was like to save the rest, they had to wait a little bit. Because you couldn't give yourself up too early, you know. And it kind of tips our hand, too. Right. It's like, that's what these people are after. Like, if we were to save the slaves, you know, that's like that. Then they know what further measure, measures would they take to, to protect them. Yeah. To guard completely them. guard the slaves. Yeah. Right. So they, nothing gets by there. Yeah. Leave other things open. But because they don't care, they, they know that that's our objective. Because right now, this is like for them, this is like Camp Silver Lake. And we're Jason Voorhees. 
<laughs> like you'd be terrified. Like if this is happening in a place where you were encamped and like all of a sudden people started yeah. disappearing, being murdered, you have no idea, like fire, like shooting out from the sky. I, yeah. you'd be like, what the hell is going on? I think the same thing. I couldn't agree more. Like I think that there, there must be some level of paranoia that starts happening yeah. in the camp. And, and even though this terrible thing is going to happen to some slaves, it's like there is this pervasive feeling is going to start happening throughout the camp that they're not safe there and their leader's not keeping them safe there. Yeah, right. And that is huge. Huge. How does it feel to Lork, though, to know that his daughter is in danger? If not already dead. Well, he's doing a perception to see if it seems like there's a half-orc female being pulled out of there in that particular crew. Royal perception. 20... Th- I'm sorry, 35. Doesn't look like it. So See, fuck it to be all human. No, no, <laughs> it, no, it is. It's like, yeah, like he's you, watching for that, but like he doesn't, he doesn't notice any evidence right. of it. And it's tough because you can't put your personal feelings in the way of the group and the group mission. Like you can't be like, sorry guys, I need to go find my daughter. Right. I mean, Lork definitely has a hard, hard time with it because he's, he's, uh, He's got selfishness built in. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, to shed that. Do you know that she's here for sure? No. Nobody has seen her. I mean, all evidence suggests that she was in a party that was taken. Right. Other than that, he doesn't know. She, she could be long dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He is not assuming she's alive in that pen. He thinks it's a long shot she even made it this far. Um, that said, he's still holding out hope. So he's keeping an eye out. Um, but he's not going to endanger the whole mission uh, now, if he saw her in that group, it might be a different story. Sure. Um, and that would be a totally selfish act, you know, but he's he's trying as, as much as he but it'd can. But it would be understandable. To, right. But like, he's trying as much as he can to keep the idea of the mission alive and that, the, like, not act out. He's also, you know, he's in a young body and he has this opportunity that he's very excited about in a lot of ways. Like, he was very amped up by that combat. Mm-hmm. He's very excited by how well they did mm-hmm. and how they're able to kill giants at will, almost, it seems. But yet, they can't take on the whole camp, and he's old enough to know that you have to be patient. Yeah. You have to be patient. He's not young and erratic. He doesn't have the mind of a young person. Uh, so I think that he's trying to be as smart as he can about it, but he certainly feels... Uh, awful for those for those people, but he knows also that that was going to happen anyway, whether they killed those frost giants or not. You know, he thinks that the, you know they were going to start killing them off anyway. What if you got them all out of the slave pen? He honestly, Lork as a ranger doesn't believe that's feasible. Mm. E- even if they took them all out that night and were never seen by a patrol, somebody else would. They're going to die in the mountains, like yeah. they're going to die on the trail mm. down. They, they have to have a completely safe method of getting these people out before they can start doing it it would be a trail of tears you know what i mean like they we don't have food we don't have a way to keep these people warm right you know i they're doing it themselves right now in the pen by staying close to each other and i don't know making fires or whatever it is uh it'd be very pretty easy to track totally and giants and the giants are feeding them to the extent that they want them alive so that they can eat them. Right. You know, so at least they're they're keeping them alive. We don't have the means to do that right now. Um, and we would have to take a path past all the tents, past all the giants, past the big circle in the middle. Mm-hmm. And while Lore can easily evade a patrol, can 
a hundred slaves evade one patrol. <laughs> right, right, right. And all it would take is one patrol. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's tough. It's ticking clock. The longer I mean, it we takes. said this we said this multiple episodes ago. Yeah. They placed this slave encampment the farthest area from the way out of the camp. Yeah. yeah. They're smart. Yeah. So as you're 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 going through all this and 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 doing your your recon from night into day, watching how what you did affected the camp and how they're assessing it, it's very it's done very well. They have a system for everything. This is not no appearance of Skirkatla. No, either no, no. at least not early in the morning. Not at all. No, and not the or, or the Hersier. No, no, they have they have the lieutenants and the and the you know sergeants take care of this stuff, um, and then eventually in a blink. Your buddies come back. <laughs> Unless Skid Row's a 98, 99. Well, let's see. In which case they end up in another mountaintop uh, giant village. 80. Oh. <laughs> so close. So, so close. close. Uh, so, they come back. And uh, Baron is wearing a beautiful helmet that fits his head perfectly. <laughs> Hello, Luke. <laughs> and suits you well, Baron. Faraza life bubbles. Before you have to start dealing with the altitude. Yeah. And so here you sit in the middle of the day. We'll call it day seven, unless I missed one. Day seven, and the watchtowers are all full, as far as you know. Some of them have skyrockets that don't work. Um, the statue, you didn't really get a chance to deface it because um, you couldn't figure out how to do anything to it. You killed the guards at the slave pens, but now they've just been replaced by other guards. You've wiped out the brewery, but now they know that it's been wiped out, so they've got to be a little wary about that. There was also a silo explosion a couple nights ago <laughs> that they probably were already on guard for. Um, and you've done plenty of recon. Like, okay, that must be the mess hall. I don't know what that building is. What are those people doing? Oh, they're doing it right now. <laughs> Hammering something on the ice and then forging weapons on it. A frost giant and a fire giant. They're not too far away from you. But what is that building? And what's in that longhouse? And wait, maybe that's a... I'm not sure. What are the, what's going on down in those mines? What the hell do you do next? And do you do it during the day? Uh, well, I just want to work in a quick... If we're not going to... Well, let's talk about what we're going to do during the day. Because if we're not going to do more camp insertion, I have something I might want to do. Okay. Um, which is just... Uh, I, I hadn't thought about this in a while, but it is important that I'm uh, training Cap Benatar. You know, so, like, I, I just need to work on some things um, with her in order to just increase, you know, her ability to just, you know, take commands to attack really dangerous things, for example. And that's kind of what I wanted to work on. Okay. Things like attacking the ice that, that uh, Pembroke was in. She doesn't understand and, like, do it right away. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's actually a mechanic in the game. You have to take two levels of attack before they will attack strange or unusual things, uh, especially things like ethereal things, undead things. That kind of stuff. And I think that there could be some crossover with just, you know, uh, attacking an ally that's in a strange situation where your attack would actually help. Um, All right. So, uh, so I'd like to start working seven, on that. So, yeah, yeah start so, working on it now. So, yeah, if we're not going to go anywhere. I really want to push the action. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I have no idea what to do right now. Acting during the daytime is definitely a lot more dangerous. But I'd like, other than just the safety of acting at, under cover of darkness right now like there's no reason for us to wait other yeah. than that well oh well i'm sorry you guys are are healed up uh we're not 
but we're not I mean Lork did not take a lot of damage he, he's okay he's only down about 15 or 16 hit points um, well, I actually Benatar is down half didn't need to use I realized I didn't need to use my infernal healing because of the nine hit points that I get for resting overnight so I could give that to you if you want okay we'll give All it right. to Kat you also have this fruit that we bring you and your fruit I already took that I rolled a two and a one excellent uh, but I, and I gave it to Kat uh, so it's, uh, I'm sorry, did we give you the fruit on air? I'm sorry. <laughs> that didn't actually happen. So I, how I asked you, you. I was assumed fruit. Oh, oh right. You were there the assumed whole time fruit. in the temple. You couldn't even stop for two <laughs> seconds while you were in another location, Joe. <laughs> is, uh, is the infernal healing how many hit points? Ten. Ten. Yeah, great. I'm a <laughs> anoint cat. Um, yeah, so I mean, you know. I, I'm fine to push the action only because uh, Lork thinks there's a lot of value in keeping him off base right now. Yeah. Keeping him off balance. And he's hungry to fight more giants because he's growing in confidence that we can take him out. So what is we there? we can isolate them. What, is, what can we do now during the day that won't expose our entire operation? We could unleash these mammoths. It's true. Aye, we I, could. I can do it from, from the air with a warp wood spell. And then we just need something to get them moving a spark perhaps in their their hay or feeding ground or cat or cat <laughs> just send cat in to like cause a ruckus and then run out of there and then die and then well, die <laughs> and then instantly what a way die to when they trample her <laughs> yeah she's uh nimble she's deft um yeah I guess not uh yeah, you got the mammoth that's way on the other side of the camp but, dire wolves um, uh caves I mean, if we could be invisible and teleport, like, into the e- entrance of one or of the fly. caves. I could fly. Or you, or Faraza could fly. Invisible and fly. you got a few different caves. you got the caves down the there caves near the lower the, camp. To the between mammoths. the lower and the middle camp. And then you got the caves down where the stone giants were having target practice. I think, personally, I, I'd like to check out the, the mining pit in the center. And Faraza, if you could wild shape... And or I could cast. You have invisibility too, right? Or yeah. Do you? Well, I can. I could cast invisibility on you. Also, if you're nervous about it, um, and go check things out. Go check it out. Just see. Just get a closer look at what's going on down there. If you plan on morphing into a chicken, I was. I could also <laughs> go. If 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 Pembroke wants to give me invisibility, I could go as. I could fly down there, unwild shape, wild shape into a, a direwolf. Okay. And, and wander around. Okay. I like the mine. Yeah, I like the mine too. Though I, I or that barn, that weird barn with like two giant horses in front of it. Weird barn with two horses in front of it. Yeah, it's uh, northwest of the. Uh, oh yeah, I see that. It has like there. A, there's it's, a watchtower right next to it. There, there's yeah. a bunch of watch. Yeah, right. I yeah. believe those are mammoths, not horses. They could be. Um, what's There's a lot going on? Let's check out the mine. The mines of Moria. Call it a mine. Uh, okay, so it's just like yes, I am. I would love to see what's down there, or at least to have you do it. And so, are you ready, Faraza? Faraza becomes a uh, a turn, and then whoop whoop blip. And I forget the. I don't have the invisibility drop on my phone yet, but bloop, and you're invisible. Um, and Faraza <laughs> will negate her aroma as well. <laughs> okay, so you're an invisible. Uh, Odorless, odorless <laughs> turn, turn. <laughs> Great you, band name. And you get teleported to the mines? No, you just, fly fl- you just fly over to the mines. So I'm invisible and odorless. So you fly over to the mines, 
and roll a perception check. Maybe I should go on as a canary because that's essentially what this oh, that's, is. Oh, that would have been more appropriate. Call mine, sure. Uh, might kill you though. Might kill you. Twenty-four. <laughs> then we know to stop digging. <laughs> then we know not to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> what a sacrifice! What'd you say? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. That was a natural three, by the way. And he's flying pretty low to where the... Yeah, uh, I'm, inv- I'm invisible, invisible, so... Invisible, okay. So, sure enough, you see the stone giants again. And they're, uh, you know, standing near the mines. And one of them grabs, like, a rock and just hocks it to the other side. And now that you're down there, you see the targets that they're using when they're not living are, are crudely designed as, like, humanoid figures. One of them has a big floppy hat, like a wizard. What? Mm-hmm. One of them looks like some kind of a fighter with like a straw spear. One of them got a hat. Kind of looks like a, you know, like a Texan sort of hat. What? 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 Huh? And what? one just has like long straw hair, like a female. Guy grabs a boulder and just whoom and crushes the female target. We'll see you next week. Oh, oh, no. oh, 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 oh. They have better intel than us. Wow! Holy shit! <laughs> we are playing the best game. <laughs> The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 